Hello, hello. It's finally here. We've arrived at the Spooktober special part five. Scary. Thanks to our wonderful, what is it I call it, the Halloween hit list last week. It means this week that we watched Tremors, of course. We watched the wonderful 1990 movie Tremors. Um, It was was a good time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Kevin Bacon was so young in this movie. Oh my god, yeah. And he's got that like live footloose body still. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he... it's really used effectively. Fantastic. For those who are unaware, uh, Tremors is basically a movie about a small... It feels like an old Wild West movie set that they've just turned into a small town and then they're, there's, they're attacked by uh, underground creatures who are... Sorry, sorry. Are people. we doing a bit? Are we doing a bit here? Because that's not the film that we Alex, like. Alex, can you give me your positive and negative about the movie Tremors, please? Well, Alex, first, do you want to do like the summary of the story for us? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I can, of course. Uh, so Tremors, yeah. Uh, Tremors is... Uh, no, it's not a... No, sorry. I'm trying to Google it. Uh, There's a lot a of different Tremors movies. American movie. horror comedy film. Yeah, it's, it's a horror comedy film. Yeah, it's uh, 1990. You said Kevin Bacon, Footloose, you know, body. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Hold so on, good. hold on. There's something about handymen here. Um, yep, the two main characters are handymen. Yes. Correct. They well decide done. to leave town, but stumble stuck in upon town. the dead body of a friend. Yes. 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 And they good find group. strange underground creatures are killing people. Yes, mm-hmm. called um, Graboids. Uh, <laughs> so um, I will say, like, we, the movie this week was Halloween, but I did my due diligence and I also watched Tremors um, and had a, had a wonderful time. I just want to say, I, I, Zach, as far as I'm concerned, is the, is the Tremors expert. And I I don't understand, like, the point of, so, Alex, the, 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 the monsters are called Graboids, right? And they mm-hmm. don't, and like from what I can gather from there's a lot of movies, but from what I can gather from the internet is they just never explain where they come from. Apparently, they've always been here, and we only found uh, it, and like we only noticed that they were here in like 1990. Like, yeah, yeah. It was, it's so the only, weird. The only explanation that I can remember is from like it's it's always in like the back of the DVD. I don't. I, there's probably one of the movies that they explain in depth. But, um, oh, they don't just come in the 1990s. There's a cowboy movie where they in the Wild West fighting the, the, the Tremor creatures. But, like, they're supposed to be just subterranean, ancient, prehistoric creatures that have woken up because someone was drilling for a road project. And they're like, oh, what the fuck is this? It's a good movie, though. I, I, I'm glad you watched it. There are a lot of... It sequels to this movie and all of them they, they all they a couple of characters return but like there's like one character who's in like every single one like <laughs> a, a, a tremors movie came out this year alex that's like that's they, they're still I'm, making these it's and they've I'm like shocked. evolved like they have like three different like evolutions of like the monster and shit like it's an extensive universe i didn't know i was getting into this when i when i watched the movie <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't know wow. that I recommend the extensive universe. I recommend the first movie. The first I don't movie, know yeah. about the rest of them. I'm not going to go and keep watching, <laughs> but the first movie was a fun time. Um, uh, I, I thought, you know, it came so close. It came a close second on the list. So I thought, you know what? I better do my due diligence and check it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, check it out, Alex. Speaking yeah, um... of a fun time. <laughs> hey, look at that segue. It's like we planned it. You're doing your little wiggles hands there. It's great. Yeah, um, we watched The Shining. <laughs> no, we didn't watch The Shining. We watched 2018's Halloween, the film that creates a fifth timeline for the Halloween franchise. 
Yeah, that was an- this is another one that has a weird world gotta, going on. Like, is, is this the timeline with Buster Rhymes, Snosh? No, it's not. <laughs> or is that the third timeline? Because <laughs> there's like there's the original movie, and then there's some sequels, and then there's this one, which is like just ditches the sequels. But there's also another movie that's a reimagining. I think I don't know. It's fucking confusing, I, man. I, I know about the Rob Zombie timeline. I know about the original timeline. I know about this timeline. And I think the Buster Rhymes one that I referenced is another timeline. I don't know. I just think that Halloween as a franchise is probably the weaker of the slasher genre. <laughs> but Wow. Well, do, you not, do you disagree? Are you going to hold up the sequels to Halloween, not including this one, as just like... Oh, no, no, no. I think the first <laughs> film, when you look at when it was made it revolutionised the slasher genre and that this film was sort of like this sort of love letter legacy film to the the greatness of the first one. Do we want to, do we want to get into the story? Like what happens in this film? Okay. Do we, do we yeah, need a lay, do we need a lay, lay groundwork can for I, what happens in the original movie? Yeah, do a summary. Do, yeah. So the movie opens on a big chess game um, and, and the journalists who play the chess game lose uh, and then Michael Myers is transferred to a different prison. And we find out that Laurie Strode lives in a town that is like 10 minutes away from the prison. And she's still terrified of Michael Myers 40 years later. Uh, and then on the night of Halloween, 40 years after the original killing spree that Michael Myers uh, enacted out in the first movie, he breaks off the prison bus and starts just murdering people. And Laurie and her family have to survive the attacks and they get caught up in the attacks. That's, that's I think, a pretty good summary in the movie. I don't know if I've missed anything. Oh, yeah, and there's a cowboy cop who's great. That's that's my summary of the movie. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Alex is so upset. <laughs> um, yeah, Morgan, would you got anything to add to that or shall I just jump straight in? Uh, no, I think you did pretty good. Now, a bit of backstory for those who didn't know. There's a 1978 Halloween film, and this follows on directly from that. It was actually released eight days before the 40th anniversary of the release of the uh, first one. Nice little touch. Anyway, it (laughs) ignores all the other Halloween films bar the very first one. And uh, so in the very first one, Michael Myers goes on the killing spree. Jamie Lee Curtis survives that film. Spoiler alert, because she's in this one. And um, Michael escapes from the facility that he's being kept in and then um, tries to not reenact, but tries to start killing again. And I think what I really liked about this film, and we will get into likes and dislikes, but I'm just putting it out there, is what I liked oh. about this film is that it, it gives a weight to the experiences of the first film for Laurie. It's not like it's just wiped over. I think their ex- exploration of trauma and how trauma can be passed down to the kid, I, I think I think that's quite good. I like that. I also like that it was the highest rating film with an actress over 55 in the title role. I liked that. I liked that the three main characters were all female. I liked that. I, you know, there's many things to <laughs> like about this film. I like uh, some of the shots with the gore that this film does it's very selective in how it uses gore you don't always see but you often hear the gore and you let that imagination you know run wild about what's actually happening uh i think it's tense i like the twist which i'm sure we'll get to at uh some point as well i like that it was just this and maybe i'm 
I was a big fan of the original one, and so maybe when I come to this one, a lot of the homages that it makes, I really I get I get the language that it's speaking. And for someone perhaps who's not as familiar with the rest of the franchise or even just the first one, uh, maybe you wouldn't get that level of enjoyment out of it. What I'm hearing from the pair of you is we should have watched Red Eye. Um, <laughs> yes, I I, oh. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. I liked bits of it. I don't. Um, I I don't know. I'm weird about death in movies and like who gets killed and why people get killed, and that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit in this movie. I don't know why. It doesn't explain. Like he doesn't target one selective group. But of then people. he also does have seemingly have a vendetta. It's like okay, I sure whatever. But it's it's like it's like. Uh, not to get into spoilers or anything, but like one of the first kills, I'm like, dude, that that's a kid, and he just wants to dance. Did we have to? Did we have to do that? Like, did did I have to watch him get his neck broken in a car? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is supposed to be uh, that's like totally important because it's supposed to set the idea that Michael Myers doesn't have deference for children. Yeah, he's just a murdering machine. But he doesn't stab the baby, so yeah, that's the bit that I was like, why would you have the baby scene if you then if you have the twelve year old scene? Why does he, in his mind, have a difference between a baby and a child? But I think that's because you can't show a baby being killed on 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 camera. Americans would not. Yeah, yeah they would not uh, <laughs> uh, see this film. Okay, so I think I'm I'm sounding a lot more uh, annoyed than I am. I did enjoy this movie. I, I think it's a pretty good. Like I liked it because I was like, this is a really really good example of what a fine movie is. Um, because I think there's a lot of problems with it, but I think that it knows what its target audience is. It knows what it needed to deliver and it delivers them pretty damn good. I don't think that it is a good explanation of trauma. I don't think it is a good discussion on family trauma. Um, I think that it is an interesting idea to have Laurie Strode 40 years on still traumatized, but I don't know that they do it quite right. I think that they do quite a lot of implication in one scene and then just like wiping away in another I also think it's got so much like laziness in there in the writing. There's just so many lines that I just have here. It's like, you just didn't put any thought into that. And I don't know if that was just like the production side of things. They were just like, we just want these like, I don't know, eight scenes out of this movie and everything else we can just stitch together. That's fine. Uh, but but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's a pretty good horror movie. And I think it's very fun probably to watch with friends. So um, yeah, thank you, Alex. I actually, I, I enjoyed the Halloween aspects to this movie. Um, yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> Thank you for admitting that, Zach, because you were very against it when we did the hit list. Anyway, uh, we'll move we on. Watched, I'm not bitter. We could have watched Red Eye, Alex. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We will. Uh, we will at some point. Um, let's do Let's do likes and dislikes, yeah? So, yeah, Morgan. Uh... Soundtrack, like Carpenter, love it. Like... I do think that's like the the iconic theme, like the it's it's chilling, like and I do yeah really like Carpenter's um, style. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably yeah one of my big likes about the movie. I also really liked the um, and this has something to do with the soundtrack, but like the intro with the pumpkin and like the simple title font. I thought that was very like I assume it's like very similar to the original. The, that font. It is. And yes. like, I don't know, I thought it was nice. I'm like, yeah, it's cool to be watching a Halloween movie where it feels like it, like they're just using an old Halloween font. It's not, it's, and then they had the cool, like, um, reverse shot of a pumpkin. Like, I don't know, simple, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, didn't like. Look, he, the r- rules, like, he's. Oh, are, we, 
are we doing both like likes and dislikes straight up? Oh, what, what do, we, can, yeah, what do you want to do, like, Alex? Morgan's Morgan's halfway through his thought. Let him finish the <laughs> thought. All right. Yeah, um, dislikes. It's like he's, as far as I'm concerned, he's just a guy. I think, but also he's super strong. He very, very strong. <laughs> he's supernaturally strong. Yeah, he's like supernaturally strong at 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 times that he needs to be. Yeah, like not all the time, but like maybe when he's like crushing someone's head or ripping their drawer off. It's like this is a time he oh, needs to be super strong. Getting shot in the chest or run over. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like the whole like the whole point is like we talked about this in Scream. Is like I like it when the the killer is just a person and they can be killed, and that's like Michael Myers should be the same. It's just there are cleverer ways to make it seem like he's getting away with it. They just miss him or be like. They just go, nah, well, yeah. like, he's just unstoppable for most of it. It's, mm. I don't know. Mm. That's my likes and dislikes. Thank you for listening uh, to my TED Talk. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, see you next week. And <laughs> what have we all been watching, guys? Uh, no. uh... <laughs> do you want me to do it? Then you can... You can... Uh, well, yeah, I, go, go, uh, go, go. Look, I, I, I really liked almost every scene with Michael. I thought that the gas station scene was my favourite scene in the whole film. Big spoilers here, but it's just, like, the first time you see Michael after the bus and and he just arrives at a gas station where coincidentally the journalists who were talking to him at the very first scene of the film are um and i think that with michael myers this movie is actually like quite creative or it just it it, obviously the people who made it really wanted to put effort into showing michael myers killing people and it shows and it pays off quite well i think every scene where you see him just committing murder is pretty um, it can either be quite tense and effective, or I th- I played it off as like morbidly funny, and it, it it like was really fun for me to watch him go through and commit the uh, especially in the gas scene like comedic murders to me because it was just like this person walks off and then Mike was in the background bashing. Yeah, them I love you. Like you can see them like a mirror shot of him like bashing someone. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's so it's yeah. like oh okay. But then there's a scene that follows from that where he's going through houses one by one. And I think it's all one take. And he's just killing. Yes. That was really good. That was like a really, really like from a slasher movie. That's like really fun for an audience to watch. And it's like thrilling and a bit suspenseful. But yeah, so I think that the movie like really, really pays off in that sections. I think that almost every time you have the granddaughter on screen, she's written in the laziest way possible. Um, I think she she does a fine job of acting it, but like almost all her dialogue is just super super cliche and stupid. Um, she has this fight with her boyfriend where she says the line, "Wait, let me find it." Everybody is always letting me down all the time, and I'm like, that's just the fucking dumbest clichéest teenager Classic thing to teenager. say. But Zach, I think you said that when you were a teenager too. Yeah, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and and no one's ever right. Like she's right. Like no one's ever right about that. Teenagers aren't always like. I know they're like selfish, like you're selfish at that age and that's fine. But I just don't like it when a movie, that's their movie's method of maybe making us empathize with the character. And it just instantly makes me go, whatever, I don't give a shit. I cared way more about her best friend. I thought her best friend was badass and awesome. And I thought she was a really cool person who like the, the babysitter. I thought she was fucking oh, yes. great. I liked both her friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was a scene that really actually upset me. I was like, oh, come on. Can't they... Can't they get out? But no. Yeah, and she had the cool relationship with the kids she was babysitting. Yeah. I'm like, yes. oh, that Julian is actually MVP of this movie. Uh, yep. But yeah, I was like, oh, I like the scene. It's like, it's a shame. It ha- like, yeah, I just was never happy with the kills. I think I was always like, why that person? There's a couple that are, that are fine. But then it's also like, we're not going to talk about like, this is spoilers. It's like, oh, we're just, it's, a, it's like a trauma movie. But also like, 
they just casually kill off her dad. That's that's wild. Like, yeah, and none just of so we can have a, a top a, a, the movie end with three females and like the guys are all the dead ones. It's like, and the dad's the dad's kind of a massive piece of shit. <laughs> like, he yes. just he just like has no sensitivity. His wife went through like a really traumatic childhood, but he has no like. I don't know. I'd, I'd feel like she would try to marry someone who has a bit of empathy and care, but he's just like, oh, whatever. He's stumbling around her her mother's house like he's never been there or never seen it before. And it's like, you're married to her. How how do you not know about all this shit? Uh, craziness to me. Um, But that's whatever. Like, again, strengths. This movie really delivers if you're there to watch a, a slasher movie. It's great there. I just think that, like, wherever they could, they were just like, oh, we don't really care about... Like, okay, Alex... Mm. You were talking about the twist that you really like. I did. I think that is the biggest Deus Ex Machina bullshit twist. Because why have the journalists and have all those scenes with the journalists going, oh, we try to understand Michael, we try to, and then have like one throwaway line. Okay, so spoilers. The twist is that the professor <laughs> who is uh, studying Michael. Oh, uh, no, no. That, I'm not talking about that twist. I'm not talking about, about the twist with the professor. Are you talking about the twist where Laurie is hunting Michael? No, I think at the very end, yeah, yeah, and how Laurie executes her plan. There was that real uh, nice. Was that nice? It it felt good. I felt I felt um, what's the phrase? A little bit, but I also felt monumentally pumped up when she finally executed her plan. I I will say I do like there's some neat little things in this movie. Like I like the way she sweeps her house and she locks off rooms. I'm like, this is really cool, oh, clever detail that they've like, I think, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, the clever stuff they do with her. And then there's that one bit with the mother as well, where, so Michael's, we're getting into spoilers, but like, this is, this is we, what we, the podcast is. But like, <laughs> yeah, but like he, yeah, he rips the bench open and she's just like, she, she, she acts like she loses it. Yeah. She's like, I can't do it. And then it's like, she's like, got you. And I'm like, Oh, that was a cool moment. Like, she was. She knew he would yeah, yeah. seat jump on that moment, and she. T- I thought that was cool. There's some nice stuff in here. Yeah, there is good. Yeah, there is good in this movie. Alex. <laughs> there's, there's there's a lot of good. I think that this movie is like half good and half stuff that I just don't give a shit about. Um, that that bored me. But that's actually a lot better than some of the movies that you can watch at Halloween. This is this is a very. I think this is a very fun movie to watch with friends. I'm still gonna like. I'm gonna keep saying that because I think I've got kind of. I'm definitely going to come off as more negative against this movie, and that's not how I finished it. <laughs> I definitely recommend this movie. So that's my spiel, Alex. Um, yeah, okay. It's not it's not a perfect film by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> like I, I'm the first to say that it's not a perfect film, but there is things to like in this film. There really is. I thought Jamie Lee Curtis's performance was really good. I thought. Um, I understand what you're saying about the writing in particular, is that some of the characters come off as a little cliched, but you, and you do have that sort of teen drama subplot, if you will, uh, there. Um, I didn't like the the male friend. His death. I didn't care so much that he died. The oh, male friend. The one. The one. I didn't walking mind home him. from the party. Yeah, I was like, mm, yeah, well, you would because you are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I like I, I enjoyed when he was just sitting there and he's like, sorry man, I'll get off your lawn. I'm just you ever like oh, there's a moment where I'm like no, I was sorry, like ever. sorry, I didn't know I thought you were talking about the one who gets uh the one who's dating Vicky. 
is what I thought. You oh were no, 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 no! I'm not here, Alex. There's, the one, <laughs> there's like there's a one thing like with that moment like that I wanted, and it's like it's so he's sitting on the lawn, and Michael Myers is there, and it's like he's gonna kill him. But then, like, he's like, oh, sorry, man. I was just having a moment. Like, you ever like someone? And, like, and it's like, if then that moment, Michael was like, you know what? I'm not going to kill you because, like, it'd be like, oh, so there is some complex, yeah. like, Michael, maybe Michael liked someone at some point and then, like, he relates. To, like, I'm like, that would have been cool if, like, he actively walked away from that. It's like, we would have got some insight into Michael, but no, we know nothing about Michael is just an unstoppable killing machine. No, like, okay. Yeah, he so just. He will kill anyone in his path who's not a baby. He'll just fucking slaughter, which is is fine. That's pretty scary. Yeah, well, what... I think this film takes this rule of thumb in horror films and takes it to the extreme. So if you think about, say, like Hannibal Lecter, he was much more interesting character when you didn't know his entire backstory all laid out, right? Um, I'm just trying to think of another example where you try... you. Oh, you, you got, try like, and over-explain. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. similar thing. He's similar not thing. really explained till the end. And Jason, not really, actually. No, Jason's not a good example of that. The tremors, the worms, you don't really understand what their you motivation don't, You is. don't understand <laughs> the worms. Yeah, thank you. You that's, that's the perfect example. Uh, Trek, what is this guy doing in the swamp? <laughs> Aliens, uh, you know. <laughs> what is Burke doing? <laughs> Yeah, he's the real villain of that film. Uh, anyway, um, so what my point is is that when films try and over-explain or spoon-feed you as an audience, some of the mystique of the character disappears because you think, oh, well, I'm going to fill in myself what's sort of going on. But with Michael, we're given very little at all, and I do, I do take that point and I do agree with that point, and I think what they were trying to do was create this sort of machine. Like, he's not even credited as Michael Myers in the credits. He's credited as The Shape, uh, not Michael Myers, which is what he was called in the very first film as well, little throwback there. But you get, he killed the sister. We don't know why he killed his sister. Uh, there's a flashback to it in the film, um, and that opened oh, the... Uh, I do have a note about that. Uh, boobs. That was my note about yeah, that little Yeah, you saw, you saw some tits. That, that, which, <laughs> some is, which is great classic horror shit. That's like a great little homage to the 80s horrors. That's fantastic. Well, it it somewhat recreates the opening scene from the 1978 Halloween film where it's all POV shot and this uh, of killing the sister and then you find out there's a kid killing the sister. It's this really quite interesting scene to open. But um, we flash back to that. We don't know why he really killed the sister. We don't know whether he wants... Well, obviously he wants to kill Laurie, but we don't know why he wants to kill Laurie. We don't get any sort of traumatic childhood trying to explain or justify the actions of this. There's no, there's no attempt to humanise Michael in the film. There's just It just doesn't engage with that because I think the film tries to... Well, he's not human. He's this sort of... You put it as sort of like this unstoppable killing machine. Yes, he can be injured, but, you know, can he ever really be stopped? Laurie calls him the boogeyman a few times in the film. Yeah, I don't know. It. I think there's a happy balance, and I think one extreme is you've got Hannibal Lecter where everything from, like, what he ate for breakfast is explained, and then you've got Michael where nothing is explained. And I think there is some sort of happy medium there, maybe in the two sequels that this film will get, Maybe something is going to be fleshed out. 
I, I don't know. There's no, okay, there's no reason for a sequel to exist. There's nothing that will be interesting in those sequels. I can promise you that. No, no, no. They're filming them back to back, Zach, back to back. The next one's called uh, Halloween Kills. And then the final one will be called Halloween Ends. And it's the last one. <laughs> yeah. They've done that before. They've done that with they've done that with Halloween. They've done that with uh, Friday the 13th. They've done that with Nightmare on Elm Street. They've done that with... Uh, no, actually, I don't know about Aliens. But they've definitely had uh, horror movie franchises where it's like, oh, no, this is it. It's never it's <laughs> never done. They're horror movie franchises. It's never going to be done. Um, Just like... It's in America, though, so, like, everyone has a gun. Shoot him. Oh, that How was... Is like... <laughs> okay, so... Like, what, what is going on? How do they not... I want to talk about the sheriff in this movie. Just in general. Can I Can I just also say, I have a question quickly, mm-hmm. so this, because this is at the start of the movie. Is it ever explained? I don't... I may have missed a line. Did the did the bus just crash, or did the doctor make it happen? Like, so or the doctor is says that, ever... that Michael overcomes one of the guards, and this is what I'm talking about, that lazy writing. There should have been a scene where you show that, but they were just like, well, no, it doesn't matter. We just need to get Michael to the house and to the gas station. We need to get him the mask on. So as few scenes as possible where he's not wearing the mask, don't worry about the prison bus crashing. So it's not, doesn't care about it. It just, the prison bus crashes apparently because Michael kills the driver. That's what happens. Yeah. They, I think yes, that's, cool. that's how it's explained. That was my question. It's unfortunate. Um, and just one final thing about my Michael is not really human theory is you never actually see his face fully. No. You get the sort of over-the-shoulder shot. You get, like, a little bit of his face. You don't get the whole bit of the face. It looks like he has cataracts. You see, like, no, one well, of his because eyes. In the first Halloween film, Laurie actually stabs him in the eye. Oh, and so that's his okay. eye there that you see. So, okay. yes, he does look like he's got cataracts, but no, it's because his eyes... Yeah. Really I, I think that's also just, like... It's, like, he is... I, the mask is iconic. You, we don't want to uh, associate a human face with this at all. Like, mm. like you don't want to be like, no. oh, that's the that's the Michael Myers, Michael Myers actor. It can be anyone. Like, they don't... The mask well, it's actually is played by it. two people in the film. Yeah. This, I saw that. It was credited to two people as the shape. Yeah. Uh, Nick Castle played Michael Myers or the shape in the very first one. They brought him back for all the sort of the over-the-camera... Shots, and then when the mask is on, uh, another guy was there. So it was nice. I thought so, because I, I remember the, the first scene where you actually see, like, on the street, um, it's it's middle of Halloween, people are trick-or-treating, and two kids bump into him, and then the camera follows him and the iconic music starts playing. And I was just like, oh, that's not Michael, that's just someone in a Halloween car. Because he looks, like, a lot different. He looks, like, skinnier, and I didn't think he was as tall, but then it goes through, and you're like, oh, no, that's Michael. Okay, okay, that's Michael. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I also thought for a moment there they were going to, like, this was like maybe later in the movie, and I'm like, oh, well, is that just someone wearing a tasteless costume, and it's not actually Michael? There would be so many, especially in the town where it happened. There would be so many kids wearing that fucking costume, as yeah. we saw in Scream. Yeah, it's a th- people would fucking people are dicks. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, huge. Can we talk about the cops in this movie and how fucking yeah. irresponsible and stupid and ridiculously reckless the cops are, and how like, like this cop? is a big part of like this. This drew me out of the movie bigly, like huge, because like. Um, they try to establish Michael Myers as this like very legendary serial killer that has because as serial killers do, they develop a mystique and people want to understand them and talk to them and try and figure out what the fuck is going on. But when that said serial killer escapes from prison, there isn't just like a national manhunt, which does happen, which is what happens like happened in the seventies. Like if if a serial killer escapes from custody, 
fucking shit gets closed down. They look around for him all the time. But the police, the excuse in this one is like, you're going to shut down Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because if you don't, seven people get killed. And then later on they say like, oh, we shut down the Halloween party. It's like, but this, like, yeah, but like everyone should be inside. Lock them inside. Jesus. How many lawsuits are going to get filed against the city for not shutting down the entire town when they find out that a serial killer is on the loose? A serial killer who is known to be insanely violent. Like, and an unreasonable and and in no way you can bargain with him. He's just going to murder. Yeah, there's no other stop. Yeah. Yeah. Either. There's no other conclusion you can draw. And they're just like that first scene that where that happens <laughs> is actually the more I think about it is crazy. It's like oh, yeah, the, we've accounted for everyone except for Michael Myers, and the other guy's like, damn. Oh well, what are you yes! gonna do? Shut down Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like this is a he, he also says killer, that to the man. sheriff who has guilt about letting Michael Myers survive. Like, yeah. That's insane to me. That's like because that doesn't have to exist. You could have had, especially because you have the professor who later on does all this shit to let Michael confront Laurie. Why not have a scene where I don't know, just off the fucking top of my head, not a writer, and Michael dies, and the professor pronounces him dead, and then on the way to the crematorium, he he knocks out the the funeral driver or whatever, goes into the back to the coffin, and then injects Michael with a needle, and Michael sits up. And he goes, okay, now I can, now I get to see why Michael does what he does. And then he lets him loose. And then the cops have to figure out that, oh, Michael Myers didn't actually die. And Laurie has to go, I don't know. There's so much, especially from a trauma side of things, because that would imply, because you could have in the film, Laurie trying to grapple with the fact that she never got to confront him one last time, you know, because she thinks he's dead. And then all these murders start happening and she goes, oh, no, 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 fuck yes, fuck yes, fuck yes. He's on, he's around. <laughs> I can get him, I can get him. Because she says that at one point. She's like, I prayed that he got got out every night so that I could kill him. I actually, yeah, the more you talk about, like, she in this one, it's like, the thing is, she, like, she knows he's alive. I really like the concept if she thinks he's dead. Totally why. And actually. then, like, people start dying, and she's like, guys, it's him, and everyone doesn't believe it because they're like, it's dead. Like, that's a cool concept. I really and like it. And then that. you've got motivation for the granddaughter to reach out to her because then it could be, like, she, the granddaughter's trying to constantly get her to move on. Just, like, he's gone. You do not have to worry about him anymore. He's dead. You have to move on. And then she can't let it go. But whatever. I uh, <laughs> Maybe that's the sequel. <laughs> Maybe it is because um, the way the film ends, maybe Laurie will be grappling with that at, for the next film. I mean, there's, yeah, the, there is another movie and they do distinctly show him not being there and then hearing his breathing in the credits. So I don't know if Zach stayed that long, but anyway. I, I didn't stay that I long, didn't. but I, I looked it up. <laughs> I remember the first line, line of the credits and I was like, okay. Uh, I'm done here. <laughs> I'm finished, no problem. Um, I will say that that was a part of it that, like, um, we, we watched Attack the Block, like, several months back. Mm. And I think we all agreed that. What are you talking about? Only a few weeks Sorry, ago. A few weeks. Well, the, yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, the episode great, only came out a few great, weeks ago, Zach. What are you talking about? A great movie in which we were all sitting there going, do this, and the characters then proceeded to do that action. There were so many times in this movie where I was just like, do this. Nah. Laurie's stalking Michael through the house with a carbine rifle, not a shotgun, because that would be less effective in a close combat situation. Don't know. And instead of, like, she goes to the closet, and I understand that that's a reference to Michael breaking into the closet to find her. And I understand that it's a big part of, like, horror movies in general. Why not just shoot the closet a bunch? <laughs> Why not just do that and then open the doors and be like, 
she has to know he's in there before she ruins her closet, Zach. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's fair. I mean, but really, there's some that's important not a, clothes that's not in a there. Problem for her because she burns the fucking house. And also, she burns the house down like in every room. <laughs> uh, which I, I'll be honest, I like the scenes of it cutting to each of the different like gas veins that she's set up. That was kind yeah. of interesting. But I don't know. It just I understand the homages to the 80s movies but you can be clever you don't have to just be lazy you can spend the time to think about what would be interesting because audiences aren't fucking idiots um and and they do appreciate it when people do shit that isn't stupid because when people do stuff that doesn't make sense to me or is just dumb instantly just like goes i don't give a shit about you or i'm out of the movie uh, like I wanted to talk about the sheriff. Nosh, do you have any thoughts about the sheriff in this movie in general and the way he conducts himself in this movie? Oh, it's appalling how he That's... conducts himself in the movie. Not but once... I guess I'm not there for that. That's I'm fair. There for Laurie. That's fair. I'm not there for the cub. Like, you know. That's fair. In in these sort of films as well, you can't get too attached to too many people because they're gonna kill you anyway. They're gonna kill people anyway. Typically, there are films that make you care about people only to kill them, and then you go into this pit of despair. Um, <laughs> but this film doesn't do that. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I cared about Vicky, and then she gets fucking brutally murdered, and I was so yeah. upset. I was like, no, she was the coolest. <laughs> Send oh. Dave in first. To yeah. Monsters. Oh, uh, no. that, was, that was a great little line from the kid. <laughs> oh, oh, hell Dave, no. You, no. <laughs> you go, you go. Yeah, I... I get what you're saying, and I guess maybe this maybe I was overcome with the nostalgia berries with this film. Maybe I was. There was like the scene where she falls out of the balcony and Michael looks over and sees her body there and he looks over again and she's gone. Right? She's not there anymore. And you're like, oh well that's that's because Michael was thrown out the window and Laurie looked over and Michael was there and then she looked back and he was gone. You know, so there's this reversal. Um, when she's at school and the bus comes by and uh, Laurie's there standing on the sidewalk and the bus comes by and then she disappears. Michael did the same thing in the first one. Uh, so there's lots of these little moments there where you're like, oh, yeah, I see what you did there. Even back to your point, Morgan, with the pumpkin gr- coming back to life, well, the original one had the pumpkin dying. And so this one being trying to pump life into a franchise that was dead at that point in time before this film it's bringing the pumpkin back to life how old was she in the original she wasn't 16 she was in high school yeah. so does does he recognize her in this movie? no i think the point the movie is trying to make is he doesn't give a shit about her because he has no point is seeking her out he gets dumped on her porch and then he's like well people yeah, yeah. kill i'll go kill them I don't think he remembers. Yeah, you reckon who she that's what all. it is? Yeah, you don't think it's there's any more per- thing behind that? That's I'm like, yeah, like if he he didn't go out of his way to come and find her, he was brought here, and I guess he's just killing because there's people here. Well, that's the question I think the professor asks. He's like, are you emotionally driven or is it just an instinct to kill people? I will find yeah. out by giving you to Laurie Strade, and hopefully that will somehow reveal whether or not you're instincts are connected to some kind of human impulse or you're just an animal that is out there murdering people. Yeah. It's interesting because in other films in the franchise, they create this dynamic where Michael is Laurie's brother and that they're brother yeah. and sister. Whereas this film goes, Oh no, that's fake news basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
you know, that was just something that someone made up and it just disregards the other films that was there. So there isn't that connection beyond Predator and Prey between them, I don't think. No. I like the idea that Laurie thinks that he has an obsession. And, and I would have really liked to see a scene where maybe if you showed in the movie he had deference, maybe he sees Laurie and she freezes up, but then he's like, whatever, I'm not going to kill you. And then she freaks out because of that because he, he clearly has no connection to her and she can't handle yeah. it. But maybe... Well, it's also like, there's the, like the whole contrast of like, you like the idea that she hasn't been able to get over it and like the, she's lived her life under his shadow and he has no fucking idea who she is. Yeah. It's that- like, he's just like, he's killing... He's like, there is no motivation behind it. She's like, oh, he ruined my life and I hate him. And he's just like... Meet, run into her later in life and he's like who the fuck are you and she'd be like you you've impacted my life and you don't even know who the fuck i am yeah. like yeah that would have been and i think there's i think there's elements that you can read into that in there but it's not it's not very really yeah point. it's not mm. de- what's the term it's not developed or it's not it's not yeah yeah it's laid out there but i don't think it's they, subtext they it's question. not text um yeah which i don't know that the movie gets credit for because i could read a lot into it that maybe had they, the writers had no intention of providing but I think Maybe. ultimately what yeah. I liked about this film is that it's how I would do a legacy film. And by that, I mean, like, this is a franchise that's 40 years old. How do you keep making movies with a franchise that's 40 years old? And I think, you know, disregarding yeah. the other films, uh, it's probably a good idea because there's so much weight and so much uh, behind it all that you just start afresh, you link it to the original one that started it all, you bring back the actress, you know, have her kick ass. Um, this is so interesting because they've done this exact thing before with Jamie Lee Curtis as well. H2O. Yeah, yes, like they, that they, was they... 20 years. This is 40, so, you know, it's very different. Excellent. Fair enough. You got me. Yeah, I think if you don't get this film, you see other attempts at other franchises that are getting on getting a bit old on the tooth, try and do this. And I think this is much more successful than something like Terminator Dark Fate, which brought back <laughs> Linda Hamilton, you know, have her be the grisly, traumatised, badass, uh, try and have her grapple with it. I think this is a better film than Terminator Dark Fate. Um, the idea is that you create other characters that we hope you like around the character we know you like and then hope that, you know, that will be enough to catapult for future installments. I just wish that they'd done more to make the daughter likable. It, 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 to the be daughter fair, or the granddaughter? A, the granddaughter, sorry. I thought the daughter, She I, that's actually an actress I really, really like. I think she's fucking excellent in a lot of stuff she does. And I thought she was fine. I just think the granddaughter, and maybe it's personal to me, I don't know, Morgan Nosh, if you can, like, chime in here, but <laughs> I just found her so... Mary Sue might be the term, like, the movie assumes that you give a shit about all her personal dramas and the fact that her grandma is so traumatized and stuff. But I just didn't think that she was like, I was just like, what, whatever, man, everyone's got their shit to deal with. You're not special in any way. It didn't portray that she was like particularly clever or she was resourceful. She was just put in situations where it was shit and she had to get away. And that sucks, but I don't give a shit about her. I care for Laurie Strode, which yeah, fine. And you think about it, if you go back again, that friend who was babysitting the kid and you look at her, she's closer to what Laurie was in the first film than the granddaughter is. So there's not a, yeah. And I get, 
the teen drama does feel a little out of place there. But is this at the end of this film? Is she now, you know, had that sort of shaken out of her? Like now she's had so I don't know. Maybe she grows also, as a character. And, is what I'm saying. Did they try and were they trying to do something when so that you have the dick boyfriend who is a dick, mm-hmm. and then the 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 guy who would potentially maybe be the normal the nice friend who all like the dick boyfriend is the one who dies, and then the normal but they they try and do something different with that and we never see the boyfriend again but like the the friend who we thought is like gonna is like a dick and like gets killed it's like i'm like i understand like there is a there is a thing here that normally happens are they trying to play with that but also like they don't give it enough time it's like it's just a small thing that happens and i'm like are they trying to play with it or is this just what they decided to do like that to me that was all that's like wasted potential almost because if you had a scene where instead of him just trying to you know get off with her he was genuinely sensitive and caring and kind. And and we've already had a scene where he seems to be like funny and he gets along with his mate and he's like, and then he has that line with her where he's like, you know, you're great and you're smart. And if no one sees that, fuck them. It's almost like if you had let that mature through the movie and had him killed at the end, like where the dad was killed, that would have had some impact. And she could have then had some like actual proper emotional, well, her dad did, did get killed, emotional <laughs> trauma associated with Michael that then motivates her to fucking stab him at the end? Maybe. But I don't know. Yeah. If, uh, it's strange to me because I'm sure that the people making this movie maybe thought of this, but I wonder what the limitation was. I wonder if they genuinely didn't. Yeah, they Danny McBride. Like, surely, surely you know what you're doing. Was Danny McBride the one who... Danny McBride, Danny McBride's a writer on this movie. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was a longer cut of the film... And then they showed it to test audiences and decided, oh, we need to cull this down and reshoot some scenes. Yeah, I saw some some things about it getting reshot or edited and stuff. Yeah, so there was some reshoots after the test screening. So maybe there was some okay. stuff in the longer cut of the film. So this film actually has quite a lot of deleted scenes and alternate scenes and things like that. So maybe there was more there. I haven't traversed it all. I... I don't care that much, um, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't traversed it all. But maybe there is something there to give the daughter a bit more. What I did like is the phone going in the custard, so she can't call for help. Like that's I like that because you instantly think, well, call for help. Yeah, you see your friend get brutally murdered, you just whip out your phone and you know call for help. But she doesn't have her phone, so the film creates these limitations. I get that. But, um, you know, I'd be taking my phone out of the custard and putting it yeah. into a little plastic bag and taking it with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just also love... So, like, in that scene, she's, like, she runs away and then she, like, bangs on windows and she finally gets help. And then when the cops rock up, everyone's, like, the street has gathered around her. And then, like, the cops are, like, all right, we're going to take her. Everyone go inside. Everyone get back indoors. And I'm, like, we've seen... He just hides in houses. Like, these guys have been out on the street. Yes. <laughs> Like looking after this girl who they probably haven't locked their homes. And I'm like, the houses aren't safe at this point. Like, like, like I think I was watching with Alana and Alana was like, I think this is the point where she was like, I'm not going in back in my house. I'm getting in my car. And we're just driving around all night. Like, (laughs) like that's by by the rules of this movie. That's, that's the safest thing to do at this point. Yeah. Like, like my mind goes to like the fucking fugitive where one prisoner escapes from a bus crash, a bus load of prisoners crash. Oh, no, sorry, two prisoners escape, and they call in the National Guard, they call in the U.S. Marshals, they call in the local police, and there's, like, a swarm of media, there's a swarm of fucking cops everywhere. And this movie, I I think what this movie is, like, saying, 
is maybe like, oh, just don't think about it. It's a slasher movie. Fine. Or this movie is saying this is a small town. There aren't a lot of cops. Except if there's a prison close by, there would absolutely be a police force on call to hunt those fucking prisoners down if they escape. But again, maybe I'm thinking too much. But uh, yeah. So I don't want to give this movie more than maybe like a six because it doesn't want to put the time and effort into thinking about that. Um, and that's fine. I just don't want to see this movie as anything above, you know, a slight, a, a good slasher movie. Which is, yeah. Uh, and it really, like, I don't think we've talked about this enough, but some of those kills are fucking great. <laughs> some of yes. those kills are so uh, satisfyingly horrific. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you go to slashers for. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's just some things like it's all often like the kills they don't show, like they when they're investigating the house, you see that like Dave has just been like pinned to the wall. Like mm. that's just a random reveal. And then the two cops at the end, like they open the door and like they've he shoved a torch in the head. It's like a little weird jack o' lantern. That was cool. Like just yeah. the small details like that. that but Alex, cool. I have a question because you, you you mentioned it. You so for those who don't know, you write reviews. Oh have yeah. Have you revisited your initial review of this movie? I just want to have you. Has any thoughts changed? Do you still fall in line with the young innocent Alex who wrote that review? <laughs> I so, wrote so this long review ago. before we started the podcast. So maybe you've changed me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it was interesting. I commented on Jamie Lee Curtis's performance. I really like that. Um, I'll just pull it up. I talked about this is how you do a legacy film. Uh, I've, I still agree with that. Um, I'll just pull it. Uh, where is it? <laughs> he's, he's, he's just reading it. He's like, this is actually a good read. I forgot. <laughs> I'm so talented. Oh, wow. This Alex guy's got quite a few things. I was like, I, I find him so insightful, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. <laughs> no. Um, I did make a bit more of the tra- trauma uh, thing. I called it a horror revenge film as opposed to a horror film in the sense that it's Laurie trying to get her revenge or her, you know, clean slate, if you will, um, freed itself from the burdensome franchise baggage, uh, creatively pays homage to the classic Halloween moments. Uh, (laughs) I like when he's scary. this, he's like, ah, you know what? It's fine. (laughs) It's not torture porn for the sake of it. One thing about the violence... No, okay, okay. I... I mean, I don't know either of you... Yeah, okay, okay. Um, (laughs) What was I going to say? So, I know neither of you have seen Wolf Creek or its sequel. Oh, you have? Have you seen Wolf Creek 2? We've discussed this. We've seen... I've seen Wolf Creek. I think... Have you seen the sequel? I've seen every... I think I've seen every Wolf Creek, including the TV show. Yeah, so the second... Wolf Creek. (laughs) Uh, that's his middle name, Wolf Creek, Morgan Wolf Creek. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's what um, they call me. so in the second Wolf Creek, there's so many scenes where, like, you see fingers being individually sliced off and all sorts of other gratuitous violence. I felt a little bit like this in Hardcore Henry, the opening title sequence, <laughs> where it's just a bit much. Like, uh, it, the violence is there but there are limits to what I can take. And I felt with this film, it never got into the, it never got into the, uh, mm, like, it was creepy, it was scary, it was brutal. But the way the camera was positioned a lot of the time, we didn't actually see a lot. Like, say, with the head-stomping scene that you were talking about, it's at night, it's backlit, so it's all in silhouette. You see one shot of the boot going down, 
and then you you cut and you see him go down multiple times, but you don't see the boot hit the head multiple times, and then you see the aftermath. So you're imagining how you get from the beginning to the end, and a lot of those in the one take as well, where you he goes around a corner and you hear the death, and you imagine the death, and then you see the aftermath, the guy being pinned to the wall. Same deal, yeah. You see the aftermath, but you don't actually see him drive the pole into the guy. Like, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't. It's not gratuitous, but it's still scary. And I think something like this is scarier than when I see everything. Yeah, no. I don't know. That's just perhaps my personal preference when it comes no, to violence. Think Less is more. <laughs> with particularly horrific violence. Right. Yeah. Fair. I agree with that. I think the only time, the only example of like, like explicitly horrific violence that I can say is is tastefully done is maybe that Hannibal show where yeah. every opportunity they have to show that gratuitous violence is usually like kind of an art piece. They like try really hard to make it seem artistic rather than just gory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It's a good point. Yeah. So um, um, there was just something I thought Alex, of. Uh, made but... good points. Sorry, go on. <laughs> and you're talking about like trauma. There's like, and like the trauma and like her thing. There was like a moment where she's watching the bus leave and I'm like, oh, is she going to like try and like what her, she's going to try and take him out and that's going to lead to him escaping, which is her putting like maybe feeling then bad. She feels responsible because she's putting this trauma that she has on the, on other people potentially. And I'm like, that's interesting, but also like, don't do that. You dumb bitch. And then she didn't do it, but it was also like, at least it's interesting, I guess. I think that this movie has a really weird message about trauma, which is kind of like, don't get over it. You're right to hold on to your neuroses and you're right to tote guns and fear the dark. And I was like, that's just... Surely that's the wrong message to talk... Like, I know this movie's not aimed at trauma victims, but that's not what you want to say about no. trauma, is it? No, I agree with that. I think the, I think the message is just be prepared. <laughs> like, life's good... But have a murder basement, you know? Have a murder basement. Because, <laughs> damn, that's going to be useful. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it is, I think, yeah, this this episode comes out just before Halloween. I think it's a fun Halloween watch. It's on Netflix. Definitely, yeah, if you like a slasher, give it a watch. Um, we did. It, it made it to our top ten, so, you know, it's it's got to be something there, I guess. I don't know. It made it, to be fair, it made it to the top ten with only one of us having seen it, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, um, but yeah, Tremors is also good, and so you can go watch that also. Uh, Overlord was also on the, th- the top three, and I think that's damn worth a watch. So, you know, just don't pass that over, did, Morgan. Did, did you end up watching it, I watched, I watched about 20 minutes of it, and then I unfortunately fell asleep. That wasn't to say it was boring. <laughs> I was very fucking tired at the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Uh, All right. Um, we'll just end today's episode, the the end of Spooktober, with some what we've been watching this week. Uh, who would like to go first? Oh, yeah, I can go first. Um, I finished Watchmen, the TV show, Watchmen. What a weird little show that I ended up really liking. Uh, (laughs) Right? And it all comes together so perfectly. It does. It really does. It all just comes together. And I was, there was a point there where I was like, oh, like I'm nearly done. Like you've just thrown one too many curveballs. For anyone who's seen the show, it was about where the elephant shows up. And I was like, oh, you've just thrown one too many curveballs at me. I think I'm done. But I'm also only got like an episode and a half to go, so I might as well just keep watching. And I did, and I'm glad I did. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Would recommend. It is a quirky 
film and you just a film TV series and you do have to grapple with it because it doesn't spoon feed you. I, I cannot imagine like the writing and like how they wrote this show. Like it is mm. like I it's an it achievement. Too. I presume they started I, I was at the just, end and they just worked their way yeah. backwards. <laughs> Can I ask how much stuff you like? Because I found myself quite a lot in this this show, desperately guessing at everything I could. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I got maybe fifty percent of things correct. Mm. Uh, I definitely didn't see some of it. Um, just want to ask how much. Do you, do you find, did you find you got correct or like you got before it was revealed maybe? Um, I'd probably say about half as well. Um, there were moments and I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen here or uh, before it happened. But it wasn't like, my brother actually wrote down what I said at the end of the first episode and it proved so incorrect. It wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. About that. Oh, um, God, yeah. Yeah, so it's one of those films that does keep you... Sorry, films, I keep saying films. One of these TV shows that do keep you on your toes. Um, Yeah, which I like. I like being surprised, and I was surprised at quite a few of the moments. Um, I keep thinking back, and I really remember, like, enjoying, like, the the intrigue of, like, the uh, Osmandius or the Adrian Veidt story. I'm like, what? How does this connect to everything? I was like, I really enjoyed that. Yes, just trying to guess what the fuck was going on with that. Um, That was a great... And the more and more you got out of it, just excellent. I, I yeah, I, I very much enjoyed almost all of that show. I think it's fantastic. Hmm. Um, so I watched that. I also watched. Um, it's on Stan. It came out on Stan a little while ago, and I did want to watch it. I just never found the time, and the three day weekend was exactly the kind of time. I um I watched the Comey Rule. It's called on Stan. Um, Jeff Daniels plays James Comey, and Brendan Gleeson plays Donald Trump. And it's about um, James Comey, former FBI director, and his dealings on the Hillary email um, okay. scandal, and then after Trump was elected, the beginnings of the Russia investigation into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well made miniseries, two episodes, movie length each, so it's like 90 minutes each episode, so you're about a three-hour slog. It was well made. Um, the acting was decent. I just think overall... It was lacking a bit of something, I think, because it's so recent. I think if this film came out 10 years from now, maybe sorry, this miniseries came out 10 years from now, maybe it'd be a bit more impactful. Mm. But, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. I keep going to my comfort show, which has now become Fortune Fire. Um, Fortune Fire is my comfort show. I do like, you know... <laughs> Yeah, you sit back and you just watch him make a, you know, fucking axe or something. It's great. Um, MasterChef Junior continues to delight my uh, heart. Uh, it just warms the cockles of my heart. Um, there's that. Haven't been watching The Bachelorette. I'm so over it. Even though, yeah, it's my guy is it. still in there for some reason. He's Who's your guy? Steampunk guy with the feather in his head. I got oh, you got Adrian. Adrian shouldn't be there, but Becky it's likes weird. him for some reason. I don't know. He shouldn't be know. there. Huh. When, when right. she was umming okay. and ahhing on keeping him, I was like, oh, cool, let him go. And then she keeps Real him, quick. and I'm like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> Real quick question. So this show is not about who, who the Bachelorette likes. It's more about who's entertaining. Is that correct? No. No, like, no. It's, he's not entertaining. He's not. It's so just, he's bad for her. Yeah, he's bad for her, and he's not entertaining his shit, but he's still there. So everyone's like, why the fuck is he still here? Because she wants him And we're like no he's not good for you girl What are you doing Don't make this mistake 
He also blatantly <laughs> cheated on Thursday, so that's that's fun. Oh, okay. He was the that's, referee that's for the know. challenge, and he just blatantly cheated. Oh, that's good to know, because that's really what you want in a romantic <laughs> partner. Oh, they la- they laughed who... about it on their date. It's fine. Of course, of course, because it's so funny cheating. Um, you fool me know. once, shame on. <laughs> uh, way too involved with fake scandals. <laughs> And so that pretty much covers me uh, for the week. Zach. Okay, that's good to know. I'm glad that you have fallen back on your comforts, Alex. That's nice. <laughs> We're still not out of lockdown, Zach. And for all intents and purposes, after this cluster was revealed the other day, we aren't getting out of lockdown today. So, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Got to resort to the um, comfort. Well, uh, yeah, look, I can't really fucking pick on you. I've gone I've gone to comforts. I, I started watching South Park again. I was watching Rick and Morty again. I did watch Event Horizon. And I was like, ah, oh, this movie is not as good as I remember it. It's still good. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but I suppose the only one I really... I, I started watching TNG again, Alex. I found out that I just oh. missed out a complete season of TNG that I just didn't watch, and I don't know why, but it's great. <laughs> Yet again, TNG is just such a fun, nice show to watch. Uh, God damn, it's just really nice to watch a show that is about positivity and human ingenuity and shit. Oh, it's good. It's a good show. <laughs> you should watch Deep Space Nine now that you've watched really? Star Galactica. Yeah. Okay, okay. I reckon I'll it's my favourite trick. I reckon it is. Really? It starts off pretty rough. I must say oh, the they, first season and yeah. a half is really yeah. rough where it tries to be TNG and it's not TNG, so stop trying to do that. And then towards the end of season two, it's like, oh, I see what you're doing now. I get there. And then, yes. Cool. Maybe I will. A t- a Deep Space Nine is not usually one people put forward as like the better one. Like I know no. TNG and the original, they're usually held up as the best. So it's the I, darker I cousin. It's the darker, more grittier cousin. So you know, maybe, maybe like, you're not yeah. into that. So it's it's the uh, Stargate universe of the uh, Star Trek but series. Better, <laughs> but better. Should have fuck up. Should have fuck up, you bastard. I hated Stargate, Stargate universe. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that that existed. Now I'm mad that you brought it up. <laughs> Oh fuck! Oh. oh, that's hilarious. Um, okay, Morgan, Morgan, what 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 did you watch? Um, I of course watched uh Halloween and Tremors, fun times. Mm-hmm. Uh, also been watching new season of the Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, oh, yes. it's a bit hasn't been as hit as hard as the first one yet. Some of them are a bit eh. Um, I've also been making good progress on Haunting of Hill House, loving it, enjoying nice. it. Um, unfortunately, cause I haven't been able to binge it. I am of course reading stuff and being like, I just want to know answers, you know? So I've spoiled myself on a couple no, of things. No, don't do that. Oh, no. It's not worth it. It's genuinely not worth it. <laughs> I don't know how it all comes together yet. So I already have, artic- I already have like a bunch of articles open in my tabs of the ending explained. Cause I'm like, there's no way every episode there's coming. I'm like, well, they're no. not going to wrap this up in the way I want. I need it explained. It does. No, it it's, really... It's not. It's, I, I, I think it's a very satisfying <laughs> ending. I think it's very I'm, concise. I'm prepared, I'm prepared to watch the like... ending and be like, all right, I need people to explain this to me. I'm, I'm ready for that. <laughs> you, you give me a call when it's done, Morgan. I'll fucking sit down. And I'll talk you out. I'll talk it out. Um, but yeah, I am I am enjoying it. It's every episode. I'm like, damn. I just watched... Actually, the most recent episode we watched has like the one shot almost. Like, it's It's got a couple of different shots, but it's most like one yeah. shot in real time. And it's a very cool episode. That's that's a really cool piece of yeah uh, production yeah. Um, and I also last night, uh, you know, we watched Halloween and we're like, well, let's 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 shift gear, let's put let's watch let's change the mood up a bit, and we watched uh, David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet, uh, and it did not shift my mood. I I had a no, like nice. the ending. The ending was good. 
but for most of it, I was feeling very anxious and upset. Yeah. And no, um, I'm sorry. It actually it it worked though because Alana and I are now going to start trying to do meat free weeks and stuff. So like it was very yeah, it was very powerful. And like I don't often like that, get a- anxiety or upset about stuff, but that 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 did it, man. So. <sighs> Yeah, that that I think that show a lot of people misinterpret it as like another planet Earth or deep blue sea. No, that's David Attenborough telling you all that the Earth is yeah. dying and you need to fucking. He, do he something calls about it his witness show. statement, and it's essentially like this yeah. is what's happened since I've been enjoying the wild. But and that's like that's crushing. But then like the end, he's like, here's what I think we should do, and that's kind of nice. But I'm also at the point in my life where I'm like, look, it's cool, and I'm going to do my bit. But I know there are just larger corporations out there that aren't going to do their bit and that what am I supposed to do? I'm one person, but you know, yeah, um, this, this year has been rough on me guys. Like I'm very, I've become very political, <laughs> but I also, year. and very like, but I, I feel helpless at the same time. It's rough, man. That's a lot of people, but I man. still think everyone should yes. watch that, that, uh, documentary or his witness statement. I think it's very powerful and will, uh, maybe change the world. Hopefully we, we can dream. What else? And I think that's everything else I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching slowly. I haven't talked about it, but we've been working through New Girl, on, which is a fun, oh, yeah. just a fun sitcom show. I don't know if either mm-hmm. of you watched it, but yeah, just a sitcom. Yeah, that's that's it, I think. That's what I've been watching. There is nice. the trailer for Mank, which is uh, David Fincher's latest film. I did see that. Uh, <gasps> it's set about the writer who wrote Susan Kane. Mr. Mankiewicz, who was called oh. Mank. So it's a black and white period piece directed by David Fincher. Gary Oldman plays uh, Mank. Oh, that's right up your alley, man. That's huge. Oh, it's all um, over my alley. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I'm there. Really quick, I did watch World War Z. You just reminded me of that. And I watched it and I thought, what the f- Did David Fincher do this? Or did he just <laughs> fucking palm this off on his, like, his AD? And he was just like, I'm not putting it. Because it is... Well beyond anything else he's done. It's so just... It's, it's so not, not like, like him at all. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't even want to say it's bad. It's just fucking shocking to see something that he's put his name on that is that incoherent because it's just not his style in any way. I, I don't so know shocked. why. I have, a spe- I have a sweet spot for that movie and I have no fucking idea why. Look, <laughs> look it's... Uh, that's Yeah, that was the confusing thing. It's not bad. It's just... Not David Fincher. And I'm <laughs> shocked to think that he had anything to do with it. Uh, really. I, craziness to me. Um, anyway. And just another thing while we're talking about it. Uh, I don't know if either of you have seen it, but Alex, you, you might want to... Oh, no, you both check it out. Um, Disney dropped a new trailer for uh, Raya and the Last Dragon and uh, got some ah. strong Avatar vibes going on. Some uh, ah, yes. some interesting... So, yeah. Um, bit of a mix of Korra and uh, original uh, Last Airbender <sighs> in there. So, uh, oh, like Cora, <laughs> definitely. I like Cora. That's a, that's a, that looks Korra like a fun trailer. So much. So I think we've had this conversation. Yeah. Where the fuck? But yeah, that's, I'd that say, looks yeah. like a fun trailer for like a fun, another, like they're doing their diverse Disney movies or yeah. different cultures. <laughs> I'm yet to see an Australian one of any quality, but that's fine. I mean, Kangaroo Jack yeah. exists, We'll get there eventually. So. <laughs> Yes. And with yes, that, and with that, we'll probably uh, end this episode. That's a very spooky, scary ending. But uh, yeah, <laughs> as mentioned before, this uh, this ends uh, 2020's Spooktober special. We hope you've enjoyed, been scared, been spooked. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll be back uh, next. I mean, we'll be back for a normal normal programming after this. But we'll also do this again next year. 
But uh, yeah, thank you, thank you for coming with the shocks and the scares, boys. We should next do a year. Christmas one. Just next saying, year, uh, Christmas. Uh... Alex, don't get ahead of yourself, all right? But yeah, yes, yes, we will. <laughs> oh, Alex, you're not going to like the Christmas one because you don't really get a choice. <laughs> We're just watching what me and Morgan want to watch. <laughs> no, I mean that we each pick a Christmas film and then no. we. No, me and Morgan will pick a Christmas film and you'll decide which one you <laughs> my, least prefer. But my birthday's in December. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> then you can pick a birthday movie. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Go like, subscribe, leave a review, check us out, and uh, thank you. Thanks very much. Bye. This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.